Welcome to a special Veterans Day edition of Talking About Kids. I am your host, R. Bradley Snyder, researcher, activist, and author of The Five Simple Truths of Raising Kids. In this mini-episode, I want to talk about how we educate the children of soldiers. The education of children of active duty military and Department of Defense civilian families is overseen by the Department of Defense Education Activity, or DODEA. The DODEA operates about 160 accredited schools located in 11 foreign countries and seven states and two territories. Together, the schools serve some 70,000 students. And according to the National Report Card, the DODEA has been serving them well. The nation's report card is created by the National Assessment of Educational Progress, and it's been assessing what students know and can do since 1969. And while most states have seen declines in reading and math proficiency over the last 10 years, students in DODEA schools have seen sharp increases. Moreover, DODEA schools had the highest outcomes in the country for Black and Hispanic students, whose 8th grade reading scores outpaced national averages for white students. Let's look at some of the numbers. In 2013, the state with the greatest percentage of 8th graders who were proficient in reading was Massachusetts. In 2013, 48% of students in Massachusetts were proficient in reading. By 2022, that percentage had declined to just 40% of 8th graders in Massachusetts. During the same period, the percentage of students in DODEA schools who are proficient in reading increased from 45% of students to 55% of students. The story with math scores is the same. In 2013, the percentage of eighth graders in Massachusetts who were proficient in math was 55%. By 2022, that percentage had declined to 35% of eighth graders being proficient in math in Massachusetts. During the same period, that number grew from 40% of students in DODEA schools to 41% of students in DODEA schools. And, and while that does not seem like a big increase, nationwide, the percentage of students who are proficient in math declined over that same period from 34% on average to 26% on average. If the DODEA were a U.S. state, you could make the argument that, in terms of academic achievement, it is now the best in the U.S. In an article from this past October, the New York Times suggests several explanations for this. First, the DODEA invests, spending about $25,000 on each student per year, which is 
comparable to what other high-performing states like Massachusetts and New Jersey and New York spend, and over twice what low-performing states like Mississippi spend. According to the New York Times, this means better supplies and better paid and therefore more dedicated teachers. The New York Times also suggests a second factor, one that will be familiar to talking about kids' listeners and to academics who know Brenner's ecological systems theory. Students are not autonomous entities with individual characteristics. They exist within families and communities that are inside healthcare systems and economies. And the families of DODEA students have access to housing, and healthcare through the military. And at least one parent has a job. Finally, the New York Times article points out that DODEA schools are rigidly hierarchical. Curriculum and school climate initiatives are prescribed centrally and deliberately for all schools. The New York Times argues that this allows DODEA schools to implement reforms expertly and methodically, and independent of whims of ignorant and grandstanding politicians and radicalized school board members. I see additional benefits to a more structured administration of curricula and school climate programs. When there is fidelity to an educational program, teachers in that system are able to collaborate, to share success stories. Training is more efficient, and students are able to move between classes and grades without the stress of adjusting to seemingly random requirements and changing nomenclature. I personally have worked with school districts in which every teacher in every classroom employed their own codes of conduct, for example, using different language to prescribe or discourage behaviors, and different reinforcements and thresholds. The students in that district were understandably anxious, and anxious students do not perform well academically. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with full episodes. In the meantime, you can visit TalkingAboutKids.com for information on the research I cited or to find out about upcoming episodes. Suggest a topic, to learn more about me and my books or to submit your questions for future guests. Our theme song is by The Senators. For more of their music, go to thesenatorsmusic.com. As always, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Talking About Kids is a weekly podcast, so please subscribe. And remember, kids are young goats and young humans. And the difference is that young goats are easier to manage.